What's up, Cairo Sushi? Just so you guys know, I was supposed to be in Central Park today watching my two heroes, Liam Gallagher and Richard Ashcroft, be shamans and be the ego to the music that I grew up with in the 90s. And I chose to be with Dr. Mo. I mean, honestly, I, I was going to go, but 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 I was like, shit, there's so much stuff I got to do before Cairo Sushi because it's 35 days away and everyone's emailing me and texting me and I can't breathe for a moment. But I've been looking forward to this ever since the Berkshires because unfortunately, <laughs> David Fletcher, I'm going to tell you something over there in CLA land. You're no longer my bro crush. Dr. Mo is now. Because Dr. Mo is the smartest chiropractor there is, and that's what I titled this, is the smartest chiropractor in Tick today after what I saw at the Berkshires. So we're wow. going to start there, and I mean that. And it wasn't at the Berkshires at the talk, although that was explosive. It was the talk with the Loke Trevetti at the bar that I was like, I like this woman. <laughs> so, so we got Dr. Mo, Dr. Monique Andrews. Uh, how the hell are you doing? I'm doing fantastic. Thanks for having me, Tristan. Sorry you missed your uh, favorite people of all time in Central Park today. That's okay. It'll be all right. They'll be around again, hopefully. I don't know. <laughs> I don't care anymore. I just, I just want to help support what we're doing in this profession, which is making it smarter, brighter, more prosperous. Um, I want to talk to you about uh, how chiropractic chose you. It's one of my lame ways of starting off, but I admit it's, it's a great way to start and figure out where your journey began. So sure. as, where, how did you start in chiropractic? This is uh, it's a very interesting story, in fact. And uh, it's a story that I didn't tell people for a long time because I was embarrassed. When I first went, I went to school in Palmer College, Davenport, you know, the Fountainhead, at a time when it was really awesome. And um, back then, you know, there were third and fourth generation chiropractors and people that have these amazing stories. And I kept my story under wrap for a long time because the truth is uh, I followed a girl to chiropractic school. Oh, damn. <laughs> I, fo I, follow, I follow the girl to Charlotte. I follow the girl to California. I've been there before. It happens. It, it yeah. happens. Okay. So, yeah. well, so, you know, there are many ways to get somewhere <laughs> and that's really the truth of mine. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so you let, let me ask you this. Did you give a crap about chiropractic when you were following her? No. No, okay. I didn't know on. anything. Right? So I was, I had just finished, I was working as an associate in neuroscience. I had done my master's degree in neuroscience and I was working as a bench scientist. And I met this amazing woman who happens to still be my wife today. And um, she was oh, headed yeah. off to chiropractic school. And I'm like, um, Okay, what do I have to do? <laughs> okay, and that's it. So, yeah. when, when did you have your aha moment? Then, what what broke you? Aha came. So, just to take one step back, when I went off to chiropractic school, I thought, oh yeah, I'm gonna be like a glorified physiotherapist, right? Like, yeah. But I'll go to be a doctor. And then uh, it was about three quarters in, and um, there was this guy coming to campus that everybody was talking about and it was kind of controversial because he hadn't been allowed on campus for a long time. And I just heard it was some lunatic. So I show up Liam and Shubel. it no. was not Liam Shubel, but yeah. yeah. I show up and it's Reggie Gold. Okay. The modern day, the, the former day, uh, uh Liam Shubel. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So I show up and Reggie is, he gives his chemistry of life talk and about, honest to God, 20 minutes into the talk, 
I felt like my whole life turned on its axis 180 degrees. Yeah. And I switched from, you know, misguided to, okay, now I want to know all about these green books and principles. And, and then I started my path. Yeah. And, and, and so Reggie sparks you, uh, what, what, I guess, foundational scripture book, what, what happens next? Where do you go? What, what's the next aha for you? Because you're a scientist, you're a geek. You're also smarter than everyone else because you're Canadian, as we talked about. And we know that Canadians are, are better. They're, 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 they're true. The we think we are. Yeah, I agree. No, I agree. Look, the school systems in America are, are obviously going where they're going. Um, the intellectual in you, where did you dive into? Yeah, so I started reading green books, and then I went right back to Stevenson's because it was sort of like the first chiropractic text, but well, not sort of, it was. And uh, it was interesting because I started to read about, okay, hey, there's some science here. I mean, if we're looking at today, there's so much more science. But back then, you could see that there was a basis. You know, it didn't hurt that Dee Dee was a Canadian too, but uh, there was yeah. enough of a blend of Western and Eastern science. And I'm actually a big fan of Eastern philosophy. Uh, I'm into meditation and Buddhist principles and things like that. So I love how non-reductionist it was, you know, and it sort of took me out of my linear you know, left thinking brain and allowed me to expand in those areas that were sort of had been hobbies up until that point. You know, it's, it's, you got to, you got to play around with my, my, my mom, my stepmom. I mean, I don't even know what to compare. I call her my mom right now because she's the closest thing I got to one. And, and, and we, we talked about, it's really about, and your talk was a lot about energy. I believe if I, if I could dumb it down for me and that's what I had to do. Um, but when we talk about chiropractic, what does chiropractic mean to you? Is it is it all about the soft tissue? Is that your jam? No, I know it's not your jam, but tell me about what chiropractic. What well, is your definition? What is my definition of chiropractic? Yeah, what yeah. is your definition? Being pinned down. It's like the same reason why I don't have any tattoos, and I have to live with it for the rest of my life. But for me, you know, it always goes back to chiropractic as a philosophy and art and a science. It has to be a three-legged stool, and I'm adamant about that when I talk about it with students and practice members and whoever. But for me, it's a system to address the most important organ system in the body, which is the nervous system. And we do that through the application of the philosophy, art, and science. And that allows our, allows our innate potential to manifest to its optimal potential. You got so many people commenting. Dr. Mo is my teaching assistant. Angie Gable says, hello. Uh, Jack Borla's being Uncle Jack right now. Uh, we have to we have to put restrictions on Facebook for him some point. Uh, John D. Ambrosio, what's up, my friend? Guys, share this around, comment because it's gonna get it's gonna get funky and weird because it's me and Doctor Mo. So <laughs> we'll see as we'll see as far as Facebook will let us go. Um, the science part because that's really what I picked up from your talk at the Berkshires about, and you're gonna be talking at. Uh, Mile High, which is another great event uh, in, in Colorado in August, alongside Ryan Bones, who's part of Cairo Sushi, and, um, and obviously Danny Knowles. What are your thoughts? Let me ask your thoughts, because there's been a big buzz this week with um, with uh, Donnie and uh, the, the network stuff and, and re-showing the video of, you know, and, I, and I've made jokes when I was at Mile High. Everyone knows I didn't get on the table because I was afraid Donnie would give me a boner. So I was like, you know, like, I'm just – like, I don't want to be there. Uh, Ryan and Sean Dill were outside the bar going, get on the table tomorrow. And when you, when you get on there, yell Yahtzee. <laughs> so, 
<laughs> what are your thoughts on, on network and, and that? Because it, it really is when you talk about the energy and chiropractic and, and the nervous system, there's something going on there, but it's hard to explain, right? explain and for me it all comes back to tone you know I love Reggie's idea that it, it doesn't matter how the technique is irrelevant I believe technique is irrelevant um, and it doesn't matter if you hit him in the ass with a shovel right what Reggie used to say uh, network you know it's a conundrum for a lot of people and for some people it's really challenging to see how that fits into the chiropractic schema and for me you know if you're correcting subluxation that's what it's about how do you do that I don't know. I don't get to actually make the lanes or the box that decides if you're practicing chiropractic. Is network chiropractic? This is a conversation that happens a lot. Yeah. Um, I believe the intention is to remove interference to the nervous system. That's done, I believe, through connect cor correcting subluxation. Is that what Donnie and the network people are doing? I'm going to say yes. Yeah. Yeah, I believe so. I mean, uh, yeah. and I, and, but I also argue with people about lasers all day and say that that could do it. So I get in trouble for that. Sure. So, yeah. I mean, it's it's funny. Everyone has their own kind of bubble and what they're in and what they believe in. I, I want to get back to your talk to me about what you're going to talk about at Mile High. Is it continuation on about what you talked about at Berkshire's and, and, and share for people that missed because it was epic a little brief synopsis of what you dived into that day. Yeah, so a lot of what I talked about at the Berkshires was really the neurophysiology of subluxation and how that ties into chiropractic. So there are a lot of different models, you know, that have been around the disafferentation model, a dentate ligament cord distortion model, which really works great for an upper cervical approach. Um, and then getting into talking about neuroplasticity, which is really very exciting, I think now because we have so much science to support that and in the past we didn't and now we do so of course we're going to talk about that i'm going to maybe talk a little bit more uh, less about the problem and more about what your brain looks like on chiropractic i'm probably Ooh. going to have to make some big faith big leaps of faith there because you know we don't have all of the science but we do have some really interesting concepts i gave a talk a while ago at school similar to the berkshires here at life west and uh and I quoted a bunch of studies and then I made this, you know, extrapolation to an idea that I have that I'll expound upon. And everybody wanted the study. And I'm like, well, there isn't a study. It's an idea. And they're like, well, how can you, you know, talk about it? I'm like, I can talk about whatever the hell I want. Like, <laughs> That's what science is, right? You have an yeah. hypothesis, you make up a story. If you can do some science, you know, around it. Awesome. If not, well, what a great story. Well, I it's like fake news. <laughs> What 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 are we where are we where are we in your eyes missing the boat in in science and chiropractic and how and how to tie it back to philosophy where where are we what are we doing right what are we doing wrong you know it's always challenging you know we have to we want to get our data published so then we want to go into more mainstream journals and then we have to move away from our lexicon and I think when we don't get to use words like subluxation and adjustment. It does a number of things, and one of that is maybe it takes a little bit away from our message, because as chiropractors we own subluxation, right? Mm -hmm. But yet we have to post we, we to get our articles published in many mainstream journals. You know, you have to talk about manipulation and spinal fixation and joint mobilization, and and I do think that in a way, you know, I kind of get it. Like we want to get our our data published, and that creates a dialogue then, and maybe a little bit more acceptance in the mainstream community. But at the same time, you know, physiotherapists, massage therapists are doing 
joint lobes and minips and where's the we need to be really clear on defining these and i think ideally if we use our lexicon and still be heard and and recognize mainstream that's that's the ideal you know uh dr you know, uh dr Mus i'm coming through a little i'm, I'm coming, coming through a Anya, hold on. Let me see. I didn't mean to get you excited. That's all right. I, Dr. Mo has that way. She has that way at Life West, obviously. You're beloved up there. Um, people are so stoked that you're there. And and um, I want to talk about the situation for one of the reasons our why at Cairo Sushi was the fact that, you know, uh, there is a lot of post-five-year uh, chiropractors who are lost. Uh, they're either not successful they're struggling some are not even practicing it's the scariest thing you talk to docs who are like oh 60 percent of my class uh is not practicing what yep. do, what do you pinpoint that to and what do you think the solution is you know i hate to use the m word but millennials have a different focus and mindset what? But i'm what? not <laughs> <laughs> I'm Sorry. not going to blow it all I saw a bird fly by. What? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I think, uh, you know, that we have, we're still in a very strong phase of we need instant gratification. And so when we're training students in chiropractic school, what happens is they do go and do seminars outside, but they're almost always technique seminars. Mm. And I remember back to when I was in chiropractic school and yeah, we did some technique seminars, but we went to, a ton of philosophy seminars yeah. because I think if you don't own it in your heart. If you don't own the philosophy, it doesn't matter how good a, an adjuster you are. It doesn't matter how good you are at the art. You know, it, I think if you are passionate about it, that passion then never leaves. And I, I think that will carry you through, you know, maybe some rough spots in five, six, seven years when as long as you know your why, then the what is easy. Yeah, it's 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 hard. I, I was just talking. I just got off the phone before we got on with a, a, a chiropractic friend, and he's we're we're helping him out with his AdWords, and you know we do a lot of the 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 business stuff at Sushi because yeah. it's what I love. It's it's what I it, 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 like. It gets me like that's what gets me excited. Like uh, seeing Grant Cardone and, and figuring out how to hack this and and stuff like that. But I even said to him, I said, dude, like. You gotta, you gotta stop with the business stuff. Like, there's a lot. Like, and I think it's the same thing what you're saying with the technique thing. Is you can get so trapped in that, and you, yeah. and, and you, you, you lose the passion for the why, like you're talking about. And and this is why I'm a big supporter of DE and New Beginnings and other places where it is about the philosophy. Berkshire's, of course, which is yeah. an Berkshire's a perfect mixture. I think one of the best ones. It's got a mixture of business and philosophy. Exactly. I love Berkshire's. It's it it it's just and it's high class and it's really good people. And um, and uh, I want to I I want to ask you. Uh, it, you know, that's a great answer. Um. If you were to start practice today, and I don't, because I don't know if you're, you're not practicing, right? I'm you're, not practicing now. Okay. No, because I'm here on a, a teaching visa. The teaching visa. If you were to start practice in America today, yeah. where would you practice? What style of practice? Who would be your target market and your ideal client? Let's, let's talk a little shop business stuff on that. What would yeah. you be doing? I love where I live. I live in uh, Northern California. And in terms of living in America, for me, that's, the perfect place yeah. and uh, I think I've never lived in a more authentic place ever so I would probably practice either in Oakland California if I was still gonna stay living in you know modern Western civilization with all the mod cons yeah. otherwise I'd be 
takes a week on a beach. Quite honestly, it's it's going to go one way or the other eventually. Okay, let's let's so, stick with the let's stick with North America. Yeah, you're going to be in, you're going to be in the Bay Area. Yeah, I'm practicing in Oakland. Um, I have a probably an open adjusting practice, which when I was in practice in Canada, I did not have. Um, I probably wouldn't talk a whole lot. I always joke and say that I'd have a silent practice. Um, but I think what I would love to do is actually take a group of strong female chiropractors and create an environment where they feel empowered to express themselves in whatever way they can. You know, I've had my time. I had did practice. I did it successfully. I'd love to be able to, you know, mentor a group of new young female chiropractors and, and, and you know, give them an opportunity for success and to manifest what they think would be their ideal. Oh, that's cool. What's the worst, what's the worst piece of advice you ever have received in your chiropractic journey? We don't have to name who it said it, but what yeah, was the, I got it. <laughs> what's the worst piece of advice? Uh, don't make a big deal about it. And what was it? It was like, you don't have to talk a lot about the philosophy thing. Like people don't get it and it's too, it's too esoteric. Yeah. And I couldn't agree less, you know, because again, I always go back. It's a three-legged stool, right? What if you decided people like, oh, you don't have to talk about the philosophy. Just focus on the art. Well, you know, okay, so maybe I'm going to focus on the art and the science. Well, that stool is going to fall down. What if I'm just going to focus on the art and philosophy? Guess what? That stool is going to fall down too. We have a very educated population. And, yeah. uh, you know, everybody's Google assisted. They know how to search the internet. And so we, we need to, we need to embrace all facets of our profession. It, 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 do you think the medical, the allopathic model, um, I don't think we ever talk about this, but do they have a philosophy? They have to. Is it ingrained yeah, in the culture? To everything. And their yeah. the philosophy of medicine was built on um, acute intervention. And in to, fact, to cut, medicine, to cut is to heal, right? Like stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. Here's the thing. It's like, you know, if you, medicine evolved from the need to create a diagnosis in an emergency situation. You know, if I fall off my motorcycle am I gonna, and my leg is hanging off, I want to get adjusted, but maybe I'll stop at the ER first to get my legs sewed back on and make sure that I'm going to survive, right? Yeah. And that's where it begins and ends for me because medicine is not really about health, even though, you know, functional medicine now talks more about preventative health care. But, you know, conventional medicine is really focused on acute intervention, and it does an amazing job. And yeah. I believe the philosophy is, you know, to remove interference to homeostasis. Now that's not the philosophy of medicine. I don't know what the fucking philosophy of medicine. <laughs> oh shit! Okay, that's two. That's two. That's, that's two hundred dollars to the Australian Spinal Research Foundation right now. That's I'll, I'll cover you. I'll cover you. I'll cover you. I got you. I got you. That's three hundred dollars today. I've produced because of swearing to the Australian Spinal Research Foundation. You're welcome, Billy Chow. <laughs> um, so, um, I'm going to ask you, so where to, we're running out of time, unfortunately, because okay. this is how it goes. But I'm going to have you on again, of course. Uh, Dr. Mo's next stop, uh, I, I think you're coming to Sushi. You're going to hang out. I am going to announce no, it right now. I, was, I want to come to Sushi, and I was, but my wife just said we are going to the beach for two weeks. She's already bought the tickets. Uh -huh. um, next. Those, those damn wives, man, they always get in the way. Um, 
So, but I am going to announce she is going to be in 2019 one of our major speakers at the Cairo Sushi Summit 2019. That will be coming out more details after our next summit. 35 days away, guys. If you guys haven't got your tickets, uh, some weird questions for you. It's weird question time. If you had to have dinner with one dead chiropractor today, who would it be? Why? And what would you first question? Didi. Okay. Pretty easy. And, and why? And what would be the first question? I would ask him where he, how did he come up with the idea of tone? You know, when you do a lot of the old readings, you can see, I mean, it really a lot of, there's not a lot of new thought, you know, we steal most of our ideas. And yeah. uh, I mean, I think it really comes from Eastern philosophy, but I'd love to rap with Didi about tone. Yeah. Yeah. That, that'd be cool. And if you, I, I want to ask your second choice because that, that was, that was really quick. Uh, is there anyone outside the Palmer family that would be a dead chiropractor that you would also have dinner with today? Dead chiropractor. You know, one of my mentors who also a friend of mine is uh, Sue Brown. And I would love to even just be a fly on the wall to listen to a conversation. I heard so many good things. Of, uh, um, my friend Lincoln told me about she was amazing. Um, yeah. uh, I can't get to any more because we're out of time. <laughs> but I want to I want to have you on again before Mile High if that's cool. I want people yeah. to check you out at Mile High. Danny Knowles, you can send your check in the mail. Always, I'm always grateful to support Mile High. I'm grateful for the money you put him in. No, he doesn't pay me, guys. Uh, <laughs> but but uh, Dr. Mo's going to be a rock star there, and uh, it's a continuation on from uh, early spring into the summer of keeping the philosophy and knowing your why. If you need to know your why. This is the place to start. Uh, really grateful for you, Dr. Mo. I, as I said, I think you're the sharp and the sharpest docs out there I've met in the last couple of years. And just I think that you're a blessing to the profession and just keep doing what you're doing. You're you're awesome. Oh, thanks, Tristan. You're a sweetheart. I look forward to uh, chatting with you again. Thank you so much, guys. Check out Dr. Mo at Mile High, and she'll be also at Cairo Fest in September. Uh, thank you so much, guys. We'll see you on the other side.